0: Hello and welcome to Aspergen Podcast Episode 6. I am your host Tommy Eriksson. In today's episode, updates about Twitter, iTunes and my new hobbies. This is a podcast where I bring you my views on things in an attempt to let my voice be heard and to grow my confidence. For too long I have not voiced my opinions on the things that matter to me, but that will all change now. Some of what I will bring up will be about Asperger and autism-related stuff, since that's it what my blog is about but most will be my opinions on things and what is going on in my life. My website is at usbobloggen.se. There you will find the show notes for each episode, as well as my other blog posts. The blog itself is in Swedish, but this podcast and the corresponding show notes will always be in English. Now let's get started. Today's episode is brought to you by the letter O. So another week has passed, and it's time to make a podcast. Last episode was special since it was pre-recorded on last Wednesday, since I was at the party last weekend. My niece turned the 21. The only part I was really worried about was how I would create a short link using Pretty Link when the page Link To didn't exist when the link was made. Thankfully, it still worked, even though the title ended up being Page Not Found for a few days, until I could fix it. Another thing that happened about the time that I recorded episode was that I applied for and got accepted into iTunes. I was going to say something about welcome all new listeners, but if I read the stats right, then there are none except for the iTunes team. But just in case I get it wrong, welcome all new listeners to my podcast. Please leave a comment or review so I can get some feedback. Either way, at least now I can add the iTunes subscription URL to the blog so that people can find the show that way. By the way, I only found the podcast through the link I got when I got accepted. I can then find it while searching, weird, but hopefully that will change soon. So about Twitter. I know that it has only been a few weeks since I said that it might take months before I return and I still stand by that. But I still wanted to share what I feel about my Twitter absence so far. Yes, I do not regret giving up Twitter. Just as we burned learned our Warcraft, giving it up seemed hard, but after I did it, I found it to be easier than I had thought. I might still return to Twitter, but so far I'm not ne- missing it. It's uh, nice to not have to go through last night's tweets every morning. Since I am Sweden, and uh, most uh, of those I follow is in America, I have a lot of tweets to read in what is morning here, but might be night uh, or at least afternoon in America time zones and all that. And so the big reveal about what I have been doing for these past weeks that have taken so much time. Then will be some new hobbies I plan to get into, or in one case, has. When I was young my dad owned the model railroad. I wasn't allowed to use it much, and even after his uh, passing I was afraid to harm it since it was fragile, at least as far as the and crashing was concerned. After a while I lost interest in it and when we moved to a smaller house, where there would be no room to build it, it ended up in boxes. While I might have had some wish to rebuild it, I don't really remember. There was also the issue of building stuff for it. Glowing things is not for me. Something that got very clear to me the two times I tried to get into Warhammer 40k. Yes, twice, with about a year apart, and both times costed me lots of money that I didn't fully recover even after selling most of the stuff. Over. Even today the thought of having to glue buildings didn't appeal to me. And of course uh, the trains aren't exactly shape either. But for a long time I did not want to get back to model railroading. There was another material though that I had heard about and seen the trains from for over a decade. Lego. Lego also have trains. In fact, those go back to the late 60s. Nowhere near as old as the model railroading, that is about a century older, but still nothing new. And Lego offered another advantage. Buildings are easier to build since it's, you know, Lego. This also means that they are far more durable and also easier to repair. Not that I know when that will be a factor. Of course, only Lego trains need to be built while the other trains come pre-built, but I don't consider that a disadvantage. I remember being nearly paranoid over the possibility of my model trains derailing, but with Lego I know of people who deliberately try to derail their trains. Something that is very possible, and that I myself have done. As long as all parts of the trains stay on the table, then there are no worries really. Granted, if you lay out and have lots of things standing near the tracks, then those might get damaged or at least tip over. But other than that, not much will happen. And even if the train was to leave the table, depending on the floor, the train might do more to the floor than what the floor does to the train. Now I got a small starter set nearly two years ago, and only now have I felt like putting in the effort to get a separate table for it. Unfor- unfortunately, that hasn't gone too well. The to a broken down car in one case and some illness in another, the people who would have helped me get the materials home to make the table have not been able to help me so nothing has been built. Hopefully that will change soon. I have thought so much about what I will build and how and now I feel that the only way forward is by measuring the real deal. I can't make anything more in the CAD programs that exist to help with designing layouts since most terrain feature. Will determine how the trains will go. Needless to say, but those who prefer clean looking layouts will probably be horrified by what I have planned. I have several things I really want to have on my layout, and few, if any of them, will mix well with LEGO trains. The rail is a mix of the old Blue Rail from the late 60s to the early 70s and the newer Power Functions Rail from a few years ago. As far as making the train itself, I have spent countless hours poring over how other model railroaders have constructed their tables. Those tables might um, be made for a different scale, but I'm trusting them to know how train table should be built. But as I said, all plans for now are all in my hands since I can't start building right now. Remember how I said that I was growing into new hobbies. Well, the other hobby I'm eventually getting into is concrete molding for decorative purposes. This isn't random, but because of the train layout I will build. When I started to think about what to put on the layout, I remember a book I read over 20 years ago about water wheels in gardens. This wasn't for power generation, no, it was just for fun. I don't know the name of the book, which is a shame, because I would love to read it again. Anyway, the momentum of the spinning wheel was transferred using wooden gears, but try as I might, I can't remember clearly how it was eventually used. But thinking of this, I decided to add a water wheel to my train layout. Now I like things to move so the wheel will be moved by real water, not just look like it could. My first plan was to make a lake area where the water would stream with the help of a pump from a mountain made from something into a chute that will move the water over the wheel. After trying to find ways to waterproof paper mache, which was the material I first planned to use, I heard about the material called ferry cement. This as the name suggests is partly made from concrete. It is actually concrete smeared over a wireframe mesh. Made from chicken wire for smaller things to a combination of chicken wire and rebar for bigger projects such as tables or benches. Ferry cement has two distinct advantages compared to paper mache. First, it is not only waterproof; no, it can almost be called eternal. Paper mache can be waterproofed with both varnish, apparently being the preferred choice, but it is still nowhere near as strong as concrete. Also, varnish is not cheap. The single reason I chose concrete is that the already looks like mountains for obvious reasons. But before I go more into that I have a table to build. Good thing since the water wheel is giving me a headache as far as planning goes. Just uh, trying to figure out where the water will go after it leaves the wheel takes much time to figure out. My first plan was to have a lake area where the water will drain below the table in a pipe down to a reservoir. But that will require some expert concrete molding, and the only molding I'm good at is cupcakes. The next plan was to build what modern railroaders call a helix. That is a round uh, screw-like area where trains will travel from a lower level to a higher one. Think of a hill only round. I thought that since the outer edge of a circular track of Lego rail will be 72 centimeters in diameter, then I can make the helix hollow and put the wheel in there. That way, the helix will contain all the water, also, I have found out that the most common pumps like to be submerged and don't pump more than about fifty centimetres high, so the reservoir would have to be close to the wheel. The problem now is that I don't know how to transfer the mechanical power from the wheel out from the helix, so I might have to change that plan as well. I have some ideas, but more planning will be needed before I talk about that. So that is what I've been doing for the past, well, I guess, month now, and will continue with until I have something I like. But that will be all for now. Thank you to whoever might be listening for doing that, and please leave a comment on my blog over at asperbloggen.se or make a review on iTunes. The show notes for this episode will be over at asperblogen.se/six, and until next time, take care.